What's up, everybody? It is number 84, Ask PJ, and I have my special guest, Dr. Zeno, here today. And we actually have uh, a question uh, for Dr. Zeno. So you guys put a lot of questions in on the last one. We got them all answered. And as always, we'll answer anything uh, that you ask. Doesn't matter. We even had some fun business questions last time that I asked. Enjoy answering those. But this one is a long one. And it's uh, a tricky one, uh, but it is directed to, to both of us. But it, since he referenced Dr. Zeno, I'm actually going to um, let Dr. Zeno give whatever he wants, as much or as little as he wants. So, hello, PJ. My name is Kenny Kohler. I'm 20 years old, diagnosed with an autoimmune condition, going from a gifted athlete to being bedbound. My symptoms started from poor dieting getting shredded for my first show at 15 years old. Sadly, I made it to the show. Sadly, excuse me, I never made it to the show. I began having stomach and liver, and liver problems, unable to have a bowel movement up to a month. Also getting frequently sick, colds, MRSA, but that would not stop me from my training. The symptoms slowly worsened, and I became extremely fatigued, more constipated, having blood flow problems, POTS, Thinking and sleeping problems, unable to sweat, uh, autonomic dysfunction. I went from being a gifted athlete to bedbound and a so-called loser, dropped by all coaches, friends, etc. My whole life was dedicated to training as well as playing professional soccer. It was the only thing I had and used to escape my current living situation. At the time, all my symptoms came on. I was dieting for this show. Overstress, no sleep, basically years of no sleep, have now led me bedbound from 16 to 20 years old, spending all day trying to fix myself so I can go back to my passion of training to be a freak. Me losing my gym is losing a part of me, and I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get me back onto the stage. I've spent the last five years researching and trying to cure myself and got myself functioning but I think with the knowledge of Dr. Zeno and hopefully you, I can get to the Olympia. Currently, I can eat again, meditate, use Vegas stimulation, and do my best training every day with everything I got. I know I have the genetics, hard work ethic, and proportions to make it if I can overcome this autoimmune disease. I've gotten past every injury, every obstacle that life can throw at me, all on my own, but this time I'm asking for help. I'm not going to let this condition stop me from training and making it to the Olympia. Dr. Zano seems to have gone through something similar. I'm asking you guys for whatever it takes, some knowledge. I have nothing to lose, and I'm willing to give everything to make it to the stage. Hopefully you can respond. I would seriously appreciate it. Wow, man. I, I know exactly how that feels. And so to first start off, um, you're not a loser. You know, I know you wrote that in there. That's bullshit. It's a lie. Um, and also, I want you to think that there's, there's thousands of bodybuilders that diet, that go ready for shows. I mean, look at like a Dexter Jackson, you know. So it's easy to just point the finger and say it's this diet, it's that. It's, it's not. There's an underlying cause. A lot of times when we have conditions, we look at the fruit or the symptoms so much because you're looking at the symptom. You're looking at the fruit, but we're missing the cause of it or we're missing... Uh, you know, what's really causing this. So I want you to think of cause, not just masking symptoms. But just kind of feeling the energy of what you're going through and understanding that. 
and having dreams and hopes to be on the Olympia level, which I have no doubt that you could if you're functioning correctly and healthy. Uh, I was just telling PJ before when we were kind of looking over this question, you know, you guys heard my story, but there was a certain process I went through. You know, I did not start bodybuilding again. When I did start bodybuilding again, I was 150 pounds and I felt amazing, meaning that the Olympia, whatever, turning pro, all that stuff was not, of course I wanted that in my dream, but it, I had to focus on only one thing, PJ, and what's his name? His name is Kenny. And Kenny, it was the, the thing I became, because PJ knows, I know, like any successful person, you become irrationally, we're, we're successful because we're irrationally obsessed on a goal, irrationally, like a, like a pit bull on a T-bone steak, like irrationally obsessed. So my irrational obsession had to become to be the healthiest person I possibly could. It was not to look a certain way. It was, it was not to you know, look back on winning Mr. America. No, I, my rational obsession was I was going to do whatever it take, try any therapy, go to any doctor, which we'll get to, to find whatever answer to get healthy again, no matter what it took. And like Jim Rohn used to say, well, how, well, how many doctors, how, how, how many therapies? Until. That was my word, until. Until when? Until I'm freaking better. Yeah. So no matter what it took, no matter how much money. So, but you see what I'm saying? My only intention was I need to restore my health and function. And you have an autonomic nervous system issue, which is your nervous system controls everything, right? So if you're trying to, you know, redline the RPMs or training and heal a nervous system issue, you're going to be frustrated the rest of your life. So this is where you have to, uh, I think the universe or God, whatever you want to say, I think this is teaching you patience. And it's very tough for an overachiever to be able to take two steps backwards to say, I need to focus on what's priority now, which is your health. And if it means losing a little bit of muscle, because I went on an all, at that time, I went on an all raw food liquid diet. I was just drinking greens juices and doing ozone and doing the enemas. Like I was, you know, protein. I remember my protein was 20 grams a day. <laughs> I remember I had, to add an, I had to add a raw egg yolk to get cholesterol because my brain wasn't functioning correctly. <laughs> like, so... I mean, I, I was, because, but PJ, do you know what it took me to get to this state? Like that bodybuilding, Chris, had to, had to be okay with letting it go. And a lot of times you want to hold on to something and it's time to kind of let it go knowing that when I do get healthy, I could, I could always come back to that. So what I'm feeling is number one, I know you've researched and you've done all these natural things and I call that playing Google MD. And I'm with you, man. I don't like drugs and medications to mask symptoms. And I was frustrated with the, the common medical system, but I really think it's, very mature and intelligent to get testing. I love testing. People are like, well, I don't want to go to this doctor. He'll give me a drug. Well, no, but they do testing first. So testing's great. So at least find out the cause, find out what's going on. Then with all the testing, then you could look at alternative natural ways of taking care of it and or a hybrid effect. I mean, when I had a flare up of colitis, uh, PJ, like uh, prednisone is one of the worst drugs out there. But let me tell you, it knocked a flare out. of It knocked me out of a flare right? It controlled the issue. So sometimes we need things in a crisis situation just to control something when we're finding alternative means. So I really think you need to find all the tests you need to find to find out exactly what's going on versus telling me you have some type of autoimmune condition. Mm -hmm. Like, what is it? What is the specific name of it? What is it? Cause they're, they're all, they're all different. You don't treat them the same. There's no cookie cutter effect. I need you to take off. I need, I need you to look at training as the ultimate end goal. And right now, your passion, ir irrational obsession has to be, I am going to be the healthiest son of a bitch that walks this planet. And knowing that I always use things as a movie, like this is part of the movie, right? This is part of your hero's journey. 
and now you're going to go on the journey and you're going to get well and then you're going to use this testimony to help so many other people. And so when you go through this journey, first step, get as healthy as possible. Go to whatever doctor you need to and find out what's causing it. Use all the testing and you can send me all the testing. I'll be more than happy to be your coach on it to lead you in the right direction. But then the, the second thing I really want you to look at is, you know, I love your positive attitude, but it's okay. I got negative too. I mean, it's, you don't, it's, it's, it's not all sunshine and rainbows as the movie says. So you, you find out what testing is, find exactly what it is because then I, you have something to shoot at right? Because if you're just, just going to try all these different things, there's so many healthy things to do. You could totally, you're just running around in circles. There's no plan. So PJ, my, just from my gut instinct on that, get to a really good doctor, get all the testing that's required, find out exactly what this is, at least put a, a differential diagnosis on what the heck you're going through. So then we know what we're fighting. And then from there, then we can explore other alternative means. But knowing that you got to be willing to give up your pride, it was for me, it was such a pride thing. I had to let it go, PJ. <gasps> Oh my God, my triceps went away, my <laughs> legs went away. My le- I remember my legs, I had that, <laughs> only a bodybuilder knows this, I had that adductor gap, <laughs> you know? The good thing is, yeah. he is so young. Yeah, I know, I know, but that's, that's also the thing, he's so young. Yeah. And the thing is, like, if you, if you don't do something about it now and get it fixed now, see, when I was young, PJ, I didn't think I had time. It yeah. was so funny, it's like, like, now at 44, I'm like, oh my God, you're so young, but it's like, dude, you have time. You could take two years to, to get your health back, and then within two years, be in the best shape of your life. And um, so put your health first, man. Find, some, uh, find out exactly what this is so you have something to shoot at and target. And then you make the decision that you're gonna do whatever it takes until you get well. And that's the journey. But I, I wish I could help you more, but I'm not gonna guess. One thing I never do with my patients, PJ, or anybody is I never guess. Like one of my famous lines is, why do you think you have this? I don't know. Because if, you know what, everybody else is bullshitting. I don't know. Yeah. So let's just, let's be honest. We don't know. Let's find out what it is. And then when we know, we got something to bring our heads around, mastermind, and, and get better. So that's my two cents. And that, that answer is perfect. Uh, when I first read the question, uh, before I read it out loud here, uh, which by the way, usually we just uh, read the questions on the show as we go along, but this was a very long one. Without knowing the condition, my, my response is you've got to figure out what the condition is. Now, some of us, and uh, I'm really generalizing by saying that, uh, I mean, people that have been doing this for a long time, like Dr. Zeno and myself, we have a tendency to try to self-diagnose ourselves in these situations. But as a young man, you've got to do whatever it takes to figure out exactly what is wrong before you can truly attack it and get better the right way. So please take the time to get yourself checked out as many doctors as you have to go to until you figure it out. And when I said you're very young, uh, the reason I said that was in the grand scheme of things, once you get this all sorted out, you'll be so happy that it's past you and it's just a small, small portion of your life. It's unfortunate that it happened to you at any age, but be happy that you have it happening now young and you're going to figure it out and it's going to make you a better man when you conquer it in the end. Yeah, and just know that uh, we're absolutely voting for your victory, and we'll be here for you 100%. Okay, two more questions. Uh, these are our, our easier ones. Uh, I do like the challenging ones. The easy ones, guys, I can, I can stretch them out if you really want me to, but there is no point. Uh, question number two. Hope all is well, PJ. Quick question for you. Is it possible to add muscle and size Lifting light to moderate weight with increased volume. Thank you for your time. 
so we've had this question so many times over the years. Do you have to lift heavy? Can you do high reps? Everything is relative, guys. So when people say, do I have to lift, lift heavy? What, what's heavy to one person can be very light to somebody else. So as a guideline, most hypertrophy, if you look at studies, occurs during an 8 to 12 rep range, right? But that doesn't mean that your muscle knows what 8 is or what 12 is. I tell people all the time, pick a weight and just do it until you can't do it anymore. You'll be surprised. You might pick a weight that you think that you're going to do 10 times and you do it 30 times. Well, that's how you figure out how strong you are. So then you go a little heavier. You get to the point where you pick a weight that's just too heavy there. You're not going to be able to move it. Now you have a little bit of, a, of an idea of where your actual strength is. Now, strength, of course, can be affected by how long you're training for, how long you're resting for, how many days a week you train. But to answer this question very quickly, there's always this debate on volume versus intensity versus reps. My advice to you is to try as many things as possible and figure out what you not only like the best, but what you notice you feel the best from. Because I know guys that can just look phenomenal lifting in a four to six rep range. And then I know some guys that lift in a 15 to 20 rep range, they never really push it too hard and they look great. I still believe that those guys probably did some heavier stuff at one point, but you've got to go and figure these things out on your own. And when it comes to building muscle the right way, no matter how hard you train as far as with weight or reps, sets, volume, it's what you eat that is going to be the ultimate factor and how you put this muscle on. And I tell people that all the time. We always say it's, it's a cliche number, but 80% of your progress is what you eat, you know? Or like that other cheesy one that, you know, abs are made in the kitchen. People ask me all the time <laughs> what I do different when I'm training, yeah. you know, now versus shows and everything else. And I figured out how I loved to train. And I also figured out what changed my body the most efficiently. And I stuck to that stuff because I wasn't going to do Ronnie Coleman's workout because Ronnie Coleman did it. And I wasn't going to do Dorian Yates' workout because Dorian Yates did it. I had to figure out what... Not only I liked the best, but was best for me. And so, to summarize this long ramble, try it all. But remember that your diet is going to be the key to your, to, to your success. Most people will argue, though, that you should be failing in that 8 to 12 rep range. That's what you're going to hear the most, I think, debate on. Yeah. Um, and the only thing I would add to that, that was perfect, uh, was give it, it's patience again. That's kind of a theme. Give it 90 days. Don't, don't assess it in a week or two. Like you need a good 90 because it's an organic process. You got to build muscle. And PG was right. I, he was so right about that. It's like things that I might be doing today. I did lift heavy. I was that, that uh, AST and Skiplacore, those guys oh, did that. Oh, yeah. The, the Max OT. It was mm -hmm. one to two sets, four to six reps, and you had to get stronger every yep. single, the two and a half, so every single week. And it was A to B push, A to B. And let me tell you. In my 20s, no problem. Hit 30s, my joints screamed Absolutely. at me. So I had to go back to more of a negative, squeezing, flexing, Milos, Sarchev type of like some high rep things to burn out. Like try something different in my body. You know what? But PJ said something right. I enjoyed it. Yeah. So I think there's a point like when you enjoy something, like if, if like higher reps feel good, you get a good pump, you feel good. Like 
you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna enjoy if you're enjoying it. I think you get better results just the fact that you enjoy it. Because I was not looking forward to four to six reps of feeling my elbows and shoulders and knees. That's all I felt. No. But you got a good pump and your chest is pumped. You're trying, like, man, it feels good. So uh, I opt to more the the higher volume, uh, not as heavy, but re- it's it's all relative. But definitely, uh, you nailed it, PJ. I would definitely uh, try it all, but give yourself some time to assess it. This is where journaling's good, and this is why it's. Why are we so afraid to listen to our own intuition? Yeah. Like, listen to your body. Oh, because you want to do what PJ did, right? No, listen to your body. And it's, if you just allow yourself to experiment and understand. I mean, and guys, it took me. I'd, I'd, I, could just, I was told PJ, just in my 40s, I really could be like, I, f- I figured out. <laughs> I figured this out because I was so stubborn that I did follow Ronnie's routine. I did yeah. follow Kevin Levron's routine. And uh, I ne- something never felt right. You know, I love that you brought up uh, the AST, the Skip LaCour stuff, because one of the first guys that I trained with years ago, his name is uh, James Cipriani. Um, he still looks great. Um, he was a natural bodybuilder, and that's a Skip LaCour, and those guys were natural bodybuilders. And he used to do all that training. And um, I tried it out for a little while just because I've tried all kinds of different things myself. And when I was young and I was powerlifting, mentally I loved those low reps and being explosive and trying to push in that three to five, four to six rep range. As I got older and, and my goals changed and things that I couldn't, couldn't do changed, I got so much more enjoyment out of volume and reps than lifting heavy. Um, and possibly it had to do with just getting hurt all the time mm-hmm. because usually when you're doing something 15 times, you're not grabbing it saying, man, I hope nothing <laughs> blows out on this one. Yeah. But those four to six, those three to five sets, a big, big part of the mindset of that is I, I got to get this done and not get hurt. Yeah. And you got two sets to do it or one set to do yeah. it. It's all out, everything on the floor. You got to do You got to do again. You got to do what makes you happy. That's what I always tell people. Um, Last question. Uh, I am six foot four, 275 pounds, and I have a wingspan of about six, six. No matter how much I bulk or train arms, I just cannot get good arm size. I have excellent development in the back, chest, shoulders, et cetera, but my arms are proportionally smaller. Do you have any tips on helping increase my arm size to catch up with the rest of my body? Thank you. Well, obviously, you know, structurally being that long, it's going to be a little bit difficult for him. Do you know anybody that's very tall that you can think of that has huge arms? There's a couple random big bodybuilders. I mean, I'm about to talk about pros, the best in the world. (laughs) I mean, Fregno Gunther. Had good arms, yeah. right? He had that good, uh, you know, um, PJ, uh, who was that one guy who kind of looked like Arnold? Um, Roland something. Oh. Um, that guy? He almost, he looked like him. The yes. Whole... Uh, there was also, um, he just came into my head. Did you ever meet Noah Steer before? Yes. He was yes. like almost seven feet tall. Yeah, yeah. No, he was Enormous, nice. enormous man. Now, some of those guys that are just that big, I, I think that, Genetically, they have what it takes to be big everywhere. Usually, when you meet anybody that's six four uh, or taller, yeah. you know now you're you're getting more into you know basketball, volleyball. Yeah, they got good delts, good yeah. traps, mm-hmm. but those all those forms are long. 
Uh, one thing I could say, PJ, if it would help at anything, um, the body parts most developed on me, like my arms, PJ, when I train them, I feel, you know, like when you do calves and they burn so bad, like when I train my arms, no matter what weight, they burn so bad. Like I, I just have a really good neurological connection and like back, my back is like, I look at guys back. It's so dense. Like, like shit, I can't get like guys. I don't have that burn pump connection to my, no matter how it goes. So I really think with my arms, there's such a mind muscle connection I, and the, the extra, and I use exercises that I really feel. And that would be one step. We're talking about owning your body. It's like, well, I would, I would just get all the exercises, try them, and the ones that you feel and the ones you don't, like overhead, overhead tricep, for me, I don't feel shit. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't even do it. So I only do the things that I actually feel, and it's that burn where when it's done, you want to smack somebody. Yeah. You know, so that's one thing I could say. That's one approach to find the ones that you feel. What would you say? Isolation. Um, whenever people ask me about building their arms specifically, although I do feel that all body parts deserve the right isolation, people get really caught up in moving weight around, I think. And with, with let's just talk about the biceps for, for a second. Such a small body part. And for those of you listening at home, I'm, I'm terribly sorry about the ridiculous noises. But the landscapers on. decided to show up yeah. now. It's like they knew that this, they, they wanted, they, that somebody put out a, a message in the complex today of how to irritate PJ Braun. And there's been a number of things that have happened in the past hour. And this is just adding to that list. Joe's so sweating over there too. He's just, he's, he's about to have it's like a, unbelievable. Give him a Xanax immediately. Um, so. And they're getting closer. I know. Uh, they're, I mean, we could always wait it out. No, um, we do not do that. We stick through it. We stick to it. So, uh, Isolation is the key, especially for biceps. It's a very small muscle, and I see people get caught up in, let me do heavy barbell curls and, you know, these power movements. And what happens is you start to use a lot of momentum. You start thrusting with your hips, your anterior delts pull. I think that when you get fixed in a position, like a preacher curl, for instance, or an incline curl where where your arms are hanging, and the muscle itself, which is the bicep we're talking about in this specific instance, has to do all the work. That's when you start to really get that burning feeling that Dr. Chris was talking about that he feels in his arms. You've got to be able to really concentrate on just that muscle working. So my advice is to pick a bunch of isolation exercises, go lighter, and just focus on squeezing it as hard as you can. Control your reps. I love, when it comes to biceps, I love dumbbells. I've always liked doing dumbbells. I've liked doing Dumbbell preacher curls, incline dumbbell curls, alternating dumbbell curls, any kind of dumbbell specific exercise. I never really liked doing barbell curls or easy easy bar curls or even barbell preacher curls. Did I do them? Yes, of course I did everything. But I always got more out of just isolating each bicep Mm -hmm. and using a dumbbell where I could put it in the position where I could feel the muscle contracting the way I wanted it to. And of course, you can do these things with machines and cables as well. But pick the exercises that you're feeling burning the most. Yeah. And that's what you got to go for. A lot of guys I've noticed, though, a lot of guys that are tall, Mm -hmm. they have such a long range of motion that if you look at the way that their their structures are, whether they have longer forearms, for instance, the forearm develops. Mm Mm-hmm. And they typically have good grip strength, and that's, yeah. that's usually part of, part of why they have the larger backs right. as well. I just think that they're not engaging the bicep the same mm-hmm. way 
just structurally because of the way that they're built. So lighten it up and focus on that isolation. Um, that, that was the last question for Ask PJ, and I'm happy that there was only a few because the noise in the background is brutally annoying. <laughs> and uh, I apologize. So the next time I'm answering these questions, there will not be this noise. I, I will make sure of it. Uh, but we encourage you guys to please send your questions in. Yes. And uh, Dr. Zano and I are going to be completely different with what we talk about on our podcast. But we may talk about some of this stuff as well. Anything that you have for this transformation contest, guys, remember there's $10,000 for first place at stake. Don't do it blindly. Send your questions in. I'm happy to answer them. I will answer literally anything that you guys send. There was 15 questions last time, only three this time. So I'm just assuming you guys have all the answers. I expect everybody to look really good at the end of this. And that is it. You have anything you want to add? No, this is wonderful. Yeah, and guys, like PG said, um, always it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to ask for questions. The worst thing to do is to assume. Because what happens, you assume, you go online, and you know online just makes you even more frustrated. Yep. Just go right to the source. I'm all about efficiency and, and, and shrinking time. So if asking PGRI a question shrinks time efficiency and like, gets you to your result quicker, do it. Like, you know, when people like ask for directions, I'm the guy who asks for directions because I don't want to waste time. Absolutely. Just fucking, wh- 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 what aisle is the screws on? All right, thank you. I'm not the asshole who goes up and down the road, I'm not saying, you know, but it's like, I want get to get in, get out. Like, I think in seconds. And I think uh, when you start to think in seconds, you don't want to waste time. So any questions you guys have, there's no stupid question. Ask it. And uh, it'll, I, I love it. I, I still ask questions. You know what's funny? Uh, have you ever been, well, I know you've been shopping with a woman, right? I've been what? I, I, well, I was saying, have you ever been? And then I said, of oh, course, yes, of yes. course you've been shopping with women. I've been shopping with a woman. So yes. guys are always <laughs> the you said, am I, am I shopping for women? And the answer to that would be yes as well. I apologize. <laughs> so guys are the ones that get the bad rap <laughs> yeah. of not wanting to ask for directions. But right. I think it's usually, and uh, guys don't like to ask directions driving, things like that, yeah. right? They like to be in, in, yeah. in control. But if you've ever been shopping with a woman, whether it's for clothes, jewelry, perfume, they do not ever ask questions. And when I, I've been shopping with, with, so, with so many women over the years, right? A lot of guys don't want to do that stuff. I'm happy to do it. But we'll go into Victoria's Secret or wherever, and they'll be looking for hours for this one thing. And I'll be like, hey, let's just go ask the girl. Yeah. And it's like, no, we are not asking that girl. We're not talking to her. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to find this on my own. And in my head, I'm like, man, we could have been out of here so much faster yeah. if we just went and asked. So don't be afraid yeah. to ask for questions. Ladies, that one's specifically for you. Just ask. Save us fellas some time. <laughs> Please. All right. That's uh, Ask PG Braun for this week. Keep the questions in. Happy to answer them. As always, peace out, bye.